All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I'm the vet of the group, Dwight at 517-2214. I'm joined again by the young prodigy, the brains behind the operation, the young PhD candidate, <laughs> SJ at SJ Basketball 8. And we keeping it going for a third week in, a third week in a row. We are joined by an illustrious guest. We got my guy, young Josh. Josh, what's your at? I think it's like scum suckle, but I don't want to butcher it. It's yeah, it's scum suckle. Okay, my man. That's scum suckle. Dude, wasn't it something different? Didn't you just change it to that recently, or in the last six months, or something like that? Yeah, probably about probably about six months ago or so. Oh, okay. All right. All yeah. Right. So, yeah, we join again. Josh is my guy. Josh is a good follow. Everybody, uh, I hate to say this, I feel like our corner of Twitter is the people <laughs> that like listens to these. So yeah. most, most people that are listening to this probably already follow him anyway, but if not, follow my guy, Josh. Josh is my boy. He's always good for uh, some good takes. So I appreciate that. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So we're going to jump straight into it. We're going to start with the broad NBA, and then we're going to jump into our Mavs. Um, yeah, we really need to jump into our Mavs, but let's let's talk about the uh, <laughs> the general NBA. Um We'll start. We'll let our illustrious guests go first. Um, Josh, what games, what happened in non-Maverick related games this week that surprised you? What stood out? Uh, man, I mean, this is more over the course of the season, uh, more so than just like in the past week. Um, I haven't really talked to you guys about this or anything, but I'm really surprised with how great the Wizards are playing. I mean, oh. there's, they're like 11 and five. They're second in the East, I think. There might be third now. Or second or third, I think Chicago is eleven and five too. But I'm really surprised about how good they've played. Um, they have like some good depth. It's kind of like deceptive almost. Like you wouldn't, I didn't expect them to be this good. I thought they'd be like a play-in team or maybe like a maybe like a six or five seed at the best. Uh, but I'm really surprised with how how they played so far. Um, like I said, that's not more. It's, it's more of a over the course of the season so far take more so than the week, but. Um, I think they moved up a little bit in the standings too. So it has a little bit to do with this week. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, uh, I think they might be the only team I've been able to like victory lap on. And even I didn't think they'd be this good, but yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I definitely agree. SJ, what about you family? Um, I kind of want to talk a bit about the, um, I'm going to go on the disappointing side um but the Grizzlies man like I already knew they would take like a step back this season because of their offseason moves but when they started the season they look they still look competent you know Jaw was is still kind of you know playing out of his mind but Jaron Jackson Jr he's just not ready to for uh like an increased role in my opinion and that to me that's what their moves really was for to give um JJJ kind of an increased role but he's not that guy. I've identified him as fraudulent. So he's <laughs> like on my list. So that's whatever. And two, if if you can stop Jaw, the Grizzlies, like it's it's easy to kind of beat them. And yes, Jaw's jumper is, you know, kind of improving. But at the end of the day, if you play drop or um you play zone, like I've I've seen a lot of games where they just could not figure out or couldn't beat a zone, you know, to keep Jaw at the paint. So as long as you're keeping Ja out the paint and Kyle Anderson 
I like him, but he's really not a threat from three. Even Adams, you can completely ignore him. <laughs> so it's 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 hard. And I, I'm just a bit disappointed. They got blown out by the Wolves. They got like destroyed. Yeah, they got <laughs> destroyed. And I'm like, there. I knew, again, I anticipated this step back, but not to the point where you're getting blown out by the Wolves. And, you know, you're losing in this fashion. So um, I'm a bit disappointed by them. But Ja, you know, he's still, I think he's at like, I don't know the stats. I'm not going to guess I'll probably guess maybe 25 a game or 24 a game I don't know but he stepped up his scoring so he just does not have that sidekick that can really create and kind of help him out so to me they have assets they have a good team so to me instead of trying to play the long game and I get why they want to do it but instead of trying to do that I think they should um you know make some moves to help Ja out now because it's clear that he can um he can lead a team you know they went to the playoffs last year year before that they were pretty much in the playoffs but you know they got eliminated in the play-in so they're always going to be like a playing in kind of seven hc kind of team so i think um i think the ownership and their front office they need to capitalize on that stop trying to slow down the developments of your young stars yeah like that i remember that first week of the season steven adams tricked me a little bit <laughs> he, he he looked rejuvenated a little bit. Was putting up some nice heads. Was moving his feet, but yeah, he stinks. He does. He he does. Yeah. And, you know, Dylan Brooks. I think just came back. Actually, I don't think he got back till last week. And and he's not doing back to backs. I don't believe. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. But, he didn't play last night. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and it, let's be let's be honest here. I like Dylan Brooks a lot, but he shouldn't be responsible from going from like a top ten defense to what are they they're in the bottom 10 now i think yeah they're close to the bottom yeah they could have been anything so i i i don't know man i i kind of agree with you i don't they have a lot of assets and i know they purposely took a step back to move up in the draft and i know it's memphis so not a big market per se but and i think their owner i think kirk brought this up during one of his pods like their owner has went from like a really rich guy to like one of the richest owners in the NFL, in the NBA. So like he may, you know, it's Memphis is a small market, but he got it if he really want to spend it. So yeah, that, that that's, that's, that's really, really disappointing because I, I love Memphis and I love Ja. Ja is. Oh yeah. Ja's one of my top five players to like yeah. watch. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. So that is definitely disappointing. Um, my team, which is weird that I'm disappointed in, that has like let me down, even though they're literally right as we speak right now, right where I thought they would ha- would finish the season at, is the Knicks. And because like, <laughs> no, SJB coming up with these sayings. She called my guy Julius an empty gym merchant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, a- I mean, he is. <laughs> He is, and I like Julius. I hate, uh, here's the thing. I, I know I sound like a hater, empty gym merchant. That's very mean. I'm sorry. But to me, he he was he was obviously going to regress. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. it was just so obvious. Like, he was hitting tough shots, like tough, tough shots. And that just was not sustainable. It's not. And then now he's, like, really on the scouting report. And he's not sne- sneaking up on people like I feel like he kind of did last year. He's not doing any of that. So, He's seeing 
more coverages. He's not hitting them tough ass shots anymore. And especially defensively, he doesn't have the help anymore. Like the Knicks backcourt, they can't guard anything. So he has more defensive responsibilities. So it's, you know, there was just a lot of things that was lining up for him to regress. So he must have stopped working out in those uh, high school gyms till midnight. Yeah, no, really. I remember people <laughs> underestimate the fact that he got eight months off, like between the end yeah. of the season and all that. He got a lot of time off to work on his game. So, I mean, I don't know, but continue. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, you're good. I think, you know, talking about lineup, like to me, you can't start Evan Fournier and Kimba together. That's just too bad defensively. I didn't think they'd do it. I thought they'd bring one of them off the bench. I didn't think. Oh, no, nah. I, I, there's no way. Money and politics involved. Like, Kemba is like the, you know, coming home coming kind home, of story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then Forney, they just paid Forney like 18 mil a year. So, yeah, there was no way. Yeah, it, it just, it, they, they're disappointing because I, I still think, even though they're fifth in the East right now, I still think they're better than how they've looked at if they keep playing the way they've been playing, I don't think that's sustainable. They're fifth right now, but I don't think they're going to keep that up. So. Nah, they barely beat the Rockets the, um, yesterday. I was watching that game. I was, it was, yeah. it was, they just, they're just not, they had to live off of Alex, Bur- Alex Burks going nuts <laughs> was why they yeah. won that game. He scored like 16 in the fourth. That's the only reason. Yeah, he won like six for six from three, like some, yeah. some crazy like that. He was, yeah, yeah he was going off, but yeah, like as Julius isn't like he he they're built around like him kind of, and if he's not, if he doesn't have it, then they're not they're not doing anything. Gotcha. So yeah, gotcha. Um, I I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna I'm gonna do somebody that was disappointing and that I like. Hey, yeah. man, I know my team. I know they aren't that good. Um, but I really like the way the Pistons are playing. I knew you were gonna. You say know, the I was about to say. It. Bro, you know I, I was about I'm to watching, say. I'm actually watching them right now in the background. Uh, I, have the I have the Lakers game on mute. Yeah, I just, yeah. yeah, I just have to see. Hey, man, I, I, I just, and I, you know what? I might have to apologize just a little bit. I still don't think Killian is good for them long term, but he even got it together a little bit. I, I, I see the, I see the vision for how that's yeah. gonna work. And Cade. I thought those Luca comparisons were kind of stupid. Um, oh, I didn't. Just because he was from here, and like obviously he likes Luca, you know, and they roughly the same height. But I see it. I see it. Obviously, he's not as good as Luca was when he first hit the league. But it's like, yeah, real big wing. That's a good passer. The way he like passes to the corner off the bounce, off the pick and roll. I'm like, damn, that actually reminds me of Luca for real. And just like how he finishes at the rim, even though it seems like the dude should, he shouldn't be able to finish, but he's been able to do it pretty well. Uh, and even the streakiness of the jumper. I, I see the vision. I like the way they play it. I don't think, uh, I do think they're going, their record is going to get decent. There'll still be a bad team. We'll still get a really high lottery pick. But because of... I think he's going to get on a – the Pistons are going to get go play like 500 over the next month. And it's because when Cade started playing, I actually do think he's going to pretty much – I won't say lock up rookie of the year, but I think it's going to be between him and Scotty Barnes. I think I think our guy – Nah, he missed a month. Unless, unless he comes back and the Cavs, like, make the playoffs, I think missing this month is going to take him out. Really? Uh, yeah. I just – because you know how it'd be You're like, well, he played X amount of games and then they'll bring up record why he played 
And I, I don't know if long-term the Cavs are going to keep winning once he comes back, but we'll see. We'll see. I like work here to year don't matter. Evan Mobley balled out so much. I don't, if he wins it over Cade, I'm not going to be mad. I, it, yeah. it, it's no big deal. I think, man, I don't know. I think 10 years from now, we're going to be looking back at this draft, like, like 2003, like, I it's really a good draft, do. yeah. I really do because it's some dogs, like up and down the first ten picks. Even the yeah. even Kaminga is decent. And oh I yeah, think, and I didn't think he would be. Just to keep it real. I like. Um, oh, sorry. I was just gonna say I like Franz um, Wagner too. He, yes, he, I yes. like him a lot too. Yes. So, yes. what were you gonna say, Josh? I was like, did y'all foresee Scotty Barnes being this good? Or no, 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 I didn't. I didn't either. I didn't either. Not, Not immediately. I thought he was no. gonna be like way more raw than he actually is. But like, you can't teach his like feel. Like that jumper is still you know iffy. But like, he knows how to play. Like he knows how to like attack you know the gaps and get in like the empty spaces. He can pass really well. That's one thing about this draft with the big men. Like they could really pass it. Mobley, I mean, we didn't even Mobley could pass it, but Scotty Barnes can pass it. Um, Franz Wagner is not bad with passing. I mean, he's more of a wing um than like a big man, but still, like it, I, I I really like this draft. Like you guys said, I I really do. It's it's a good, really good draft, really good players. Yeah, even like the like Scotty Barnes didn't even start at Florida State, so that was always his knock. Like, you know, he's raw. But even like Josh Giddy, you know what I'm saying? Like just yeah. Yeah, like like I like him. Yeah. He's like, a good passer. Yeah. He's a super good passer. Yeah, it's just dude, up and down. You like you see flashes that you usually yeah. don't see th- this early for for from dudes that were allegedly raw. It, it's uh-huh. but that was his best skill though. Giddy, his best skill was always this passing, but people did him dirty. Like they pretended like there was nothing he did well. Yeah. <laughs> when he was coming in, I know if he reached, but listen, don't yeah. sleep on the the people the, or the rookies that played or prospects, I should say, that played like international ball and professional ball. Like even um Shangun, um I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm gonna just say Shangun from um on the rock <laughs> yeah on the Rockets yeah on the Rockets <laughs> Turkish MVP like and they was acting like. He wasn't anything, and he's good. And I know some Rockets fans, they're upset that he doesn't play more over Tice. But you know what happens with coaches, how they kind of um, they kind of prefer, you know, to ride with their vets. So, yeah. Yeah. We um, – hey, man, we – this is a total topic uh, tangent, but, hey, man, OKC don't stink. When do they start making up injuries? Or do they just run? Oh, you saw what they did with Favors. They, they he's, he played like 17 minutes a game and he's he's out for rest. Are you serious? <laughs> oh they're my already, gosh! Nah, they yeah. already started. They already yeah. started. You know, they they gotta figure out something with Shea and Dort because like Favors is good, but he ain't that good. It's like, dude, they <laughs> they 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 have to. Their 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 team is their coach is too good. Shea is too good. They can't tank properly. They have to do some funny business. They have been winning too many games lately. Bruh, they got multiple. To me, you don't need to, like, first of all, it's not even about tanking properly. Like, objectively, even if they don't shut down, like, Shea or Dort, they're not going to win, like, a crazy amount of games. You know what I mean? Like, they might be fighting to get in the plane, but ultimately, I still don't even think they make the plane. That's right. right. So they're going to get a lottery pick. Yeah, so they're going to get a lottery pick. And I know you probably want to be at the top of the draft, 
but you got a million picks, bro. You yeah. can trade up if it's that deep. Like, if you really want to, you know, if it's really that deep, you can trade up. Like, at the end of the day, try to build good habits. And I know um, this was kind of a topic I wanted to touch on a bit and ask both of um, your opinions on, too. Um, it's about the Rockets and what's what's going on with them and um, Silas, because a lot of ink has been spilled. A lot of tweets have been sent off about um, what's going on, you know, kind of um, with the Rockets and how Silas, he's, in my opinion, I think he's being scapegoated right now with the team. Like they've won one game, which is just unacceptable. <laughs> like at the end of the day, like I know people say like, you know, on paper, OKC has a, um, you know, better team than them and they have won, you know, way more games. But I think the talent on paper doesn't matter because OKC's pieces fit better, in my opinion. Like they joke, first of all, Shea's better than anybody on the Rockets by far. There's a gap. So he's like having a player that's like having the best player or a better player that alone can win you games. You know, Shea alone has won them games. You know what I mean? So um, the Rockets, they don't, Wood is fraudulent. He's another one on the fraudulent list. He's completely fraudulent. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm so happy you saying this because yeah, yeah. I've, I've been wanting to put it on the timeline, but I don't want to get a, you know, I don't want to get jumped in the mentions because it's like, Bro, he's, he's, a fraud. He, he's a big and he puts up good counting stats and fucking Mavs fans, especially in our corner of Twitter, see that and just lose their shit. For Wait, the, who are we talking about? Fuck we're talking about D- Christian Wood. Christian yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck playing yeah, defense. Yeah. Fuck like being a good teammate. Like, dog, your big got to play defense. I don't care unless he's, like, fucking Joel. Even if you're giving me Joel and B production, you got to play defense. And he don't even try. He was worse than KP was last year. And that's saying a lot. He can't. And he's he's fraudulent. He just wants his touches and all that. And KPJ is not a point guard. Granted, he's out right now. But he's not a point guard. Jalen Green is a rookie. You can't expect a rookie. I think that's part of the – reason why the Rockets are so bad and people can't get it is because they had too much expectations on Jalen Green too and I would say myself included I had him about um because just of the nature of the roster I had him at about 16 points per game I knew his shooting splits were going to be awful I, I predicted that but the 16 points per game in hindsight that was probably a bit too much for him he I don't think he's at 16 points per game I don't know what he, what he's at to be honest but um it's not that I can tell you. It's not uh, that, right. and um, it it was probably a bit too much to think that a rookie was just gonna come in and get all this, you know, get a bunch of buckets and stuff like that. Eric Gordon does not want to pass the ball. To me, he kind of lost in that game yesterday. He didn't want to pass. He did not yeah. want to pass. He went like five for seventeen. He did not want to pass. So to me, they have a bad mix of vets who just want the ball and don't want to do anything else. They just want to get their shots up, and they have rookies who can't or like young guys who can't really um develop so this blaming kind of like silas and saying that and i get the criticism i don't i'm not saying he's perfect um i get the i completely understand the criticism about him um like not developing kind of an offensive identity for the um team that i can agree with yes they do look out of sorts there's nothing they kind of do well on offense so i get that that's definitely on the coach but at the end of the day they gave him a roster of I call it um, a roster full of um, guys that ball don't stop drafted. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, really, that, like, I was about to say that. Not that exactly, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, but yeah. What do you think, Josh? Like, what do you what do you think about the Rockets? Do you think um, 
like a lot of it is on Silas for them being like what one in 16 or whatever um what do you feel I, I so I think that it falls on Silas a little bit. I don't think that he yeah. like has. I don't think that he should be on the hot seat or anything like that. But like you said, they have a very their, their roster is super weird. And and like I was about to add that point in that you said about the ball don't stop. But like it looks like they're playing pickup ball. Like somebody gets the ball coming down the court on offense, and then whoever has the ball, that's who's they're going to ISO with. Whether it's Christian Wood or Eric Gordon or Green or Tate or whoever, um, they're just going to ISO with that person. And there's no offensive game plan it seems like um that mixed with bad talent i think is you know that's how they're doing that's why they've won one game um i'll be honest with you there's a guy named what was garrison matthews that played like 15 minutes i've never even heard of him and he played 15 minutes yesterday i don't even know where's he from what he uh, actually actually um i don't know what college he's from but he went um i have a friend um, he actually went to her high school, so um, she that's how I know him because she always like brings it up, like, Oh, hey, that kid went to my high school, but he played on the Wizards um last year. He played for the uh, see, Wizards. I've never heard of him. Oh, he went to Lipscomb yeah. University. I don't know if you've heard oh, of him. Oh, I don't know college. what that is. He's a, he's a yeah. shooter, that's all I know. Yeah, he, he can shoot, that's all I and, know. But and yeah. he played like hard, he was like, you know, he was out hustling and stuff and like getting rebounds. Yeah. But I mean, just you know, they just like you said too, like Eric Gordon, just he's trying to get his, they got. $40 million of untradeable contract just on the bench. So, I mean, they're, they're just kind of. That's another thing too. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, before then I was saying that John Wall, you know, should be playing like the young guys play, but at the end of the day, like at some point you got to let him play and like help the team that way, because it's, it's hard to not play or to have a team and not play a point guard, like period. Like especially KPJ's out now, they're starting Eric Gordon. That starting lineup does not have a point guard. It's Eric Gordon, Jalen Green, Jay Sean Tate, Wood, and Tice. Who who was one in plays in that lineup? The only point guard they have on a team is fucking DJ Augustine. DJ Augustine, bro. Like that is not okay. That's why I can't, that's why when people are saying Silas has to go, this is that I can't. I can't accept that because it's hard. They always say a point guard is an extension of a coach. So when you don't have one out on the floor, there's no one to kind of settle, you know, settle things and get them into actual sets. Like you said, Josh, it's a lot of ISO ball and all that. So I don't know. I don't like their team. I think I, I don't like it one bit. I think they need to do a lot of moving at the trade deadline. And first of all, get a point guard, like the KPJ experiment, it has to die. And I, I, it's it's just so hard. He's a wing. He's a wing who can play make. I feel like um I feel like it's hard seeing like the LeBrons of the world. Even if you want to put Luca in there, the Lucas of the world, you think you can just take a a big wing and make them a point guard just because they can play make. It it doesn't work like that. It really doesn't work like that. Um so yeah, I, I think they have a lot of traits to do. So we need to be talking to them. As well. <laughs> Who do you want I, from them? I was, just, I, I was just about to say. I, I, want, you, I want Tice. I'm I was about to say. Tice don't make that much money, man. We, we, he can fit in it. We can tip him. We can just take that contract off him, throw him a couple seconds. Yeah. You know, as a backup, as a backup, and he could kind of play four or five. I like him um, as a small ball, you know, backup five. Just listen, no Willie Collie, sign minutes, sign me up. Tice oh is God. good. I'll take Tice. Uh, don't even get me started with that yeah. <laughs> we, we gotta say that but um i don't know what y'all think y'all, y'all want to get into 
you know what? We'll save it. We'll save it till we get into the Mavs. Um, yeah, I, Houston, I, I feel like with this, I don't understand how you could try to pack up Silas at all. Like the roster just, they don't have a point guard at all. I don't know, like, what's the upside for them? Like, let's say he was doing a great, what would a, him doing a good coaching job look like? You know, like, would they would they have won three games? Would they have won? Yeah, three games? three and twelve instead. You know what I mean? I, I just that doesn't really make sense why they would potentially fire him, and especially with as as Jay says, uh, Tillman Fertitta being a money launderer. He's not about to. <laughs> yeah. He's he's not firing a a coach two years into his deal if when the team keep- stinks anyway. He's not paying. <laughs> oh my fault, Josh. I'll go ahead. No, no, no. I was just gonna add in like if the Kings kept uh uh my mind just went uh Walton, Luke Walton there for that long. Like, I mean, yeah. you gotta give Silas a chance. I mean, come on. Exactly. And, 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 and you know what's funny? They kept him for the same reason Silas is gonna be stuck yeah. in Houston. They didn't want to pay him to go away right away. So you less uh, it, it's a waste of money to fire Silas. And like, I hate to say this, we don't even know if Jalen Green is good. Like, say, theoretically, Jalen Green doesn't get along with uh, Steven Silas. He hasn't even proven he's a franchise player. He's good enough to be packing up coaches yet. So let's just wait it out. I think um, I have a feeling like December 15th, them and a few other teams are going to start trading players. I think think things are going to get really, really interesting in the NBA December 15th when everybody – uh, well, most players, I should say, can get traded. Are the Pistons going to be included in that? Yeah, I really – I'm looking for Jeremy Grant. I, I know. That's what I, I, I knew that's I, what I, don't, I don't. I don't think we got enough juice. I think he's – Oh, we don't. I think he's a, He's getting um, – someone said it, and I 100% agree. Um, it's going to be an Aaron Gordon-type package yeah, um, for yeah. him. They're kind of the same mold of player, too. Like, But I think – Yeah, that, that someone think, was me. Yeah. <laughs> was it you? Yes. Oh, I can't remember. Listen, we, 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 my... we, we did it on the pod like three weeks ago. When I, uh, I, I think he's like, dude, I think he's getting a Jeremy Grant package from the contender. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, two firsts and all that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know. I don't – I just – I, I want, there's so many teams that I need them to kind of stay bad so we can steal players. But I mean, I hope the Mavs are kind of in that mindset where they want to get players. I mean, we'll talk about it more when we get to their section. But um, yeah, you're right. I do think we see a lot of movement um, around that time when people can be traded around December. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think you're going to see a lot of movement, uh, definitely. Definitely. Um, moving on, next topic. Uh, what are we looking at? I don't know. Should we, I guess we might as well get into Yeah, get into the math. So, SJ, I'll let you I'll let you go first. We're going to go to our illustrious guest, and I'll finish it up. How do you All feel right. about the last week in Mavericks basketball? All right. So, I mean, okay, I guess it started off really well. You know, we beat a, you know, an admittedly, like, kind of um, depleted Denver team um, who was missing. They were missing MPJ, you know, no Murray, of course, and Will Barton didn't play as well, and they were on the second night to go back-to-back. But ask me if I care. I don't. Um, We got to (laughs) win. That's all I care about. 
finally got a win, but um, and our stars looked um great. KP was playing great. Luca was playing great. They were dominating. And then of course, similar as many people have pointed out, similar to um two seasons ago where they start to dominate together, and then one of them you know gets injured. So Luca, ankle injury. 40 seconds, you know, left of the game, which was very frustrating, but, you know, obviously you can't predict injuries. So, of course, we're going on to the toughest stretch of, you know, this part of our schedule without Luca. So, I I mean, it's it's unfair, granted, you know, especially the Suns. I'll start with the two Suns games. Ooh, I'm sorry, Josh Jackson just <laughs> made a really crazy movie. Y'all probably will see the highlights all over the place. He just faked out two Lakers. Anyway, sorry about that, but... Um, <laughs> But yeah, so starting with the Suns game, it's it's you it's hard to expect them to win that game um, or win those games because, you know, the Suns are a really good team. They're like, what, two, one or two seed or yeah, two seed in, um, in the West. So they're a really good team. I, I really wasn't expecting them to win those games. And I wasn't discouraged by what I saw um, in those games, really. Um, we competed. That's all you can ask for. Um, the first game, I know there was a lot, you know, a lot that was made about the zone defense um, in the fourth that, you know, a lot of people said lost us the game, which I agree with. Um, definitely did not help anything, but you kind of saw why kid did it. Like it was, I, I remember the sequence because um, I didn't get to watch that game live. So I watched it um, the next day. So the, the sequence, this is literally how it went. Um, Chris Paul, he he got you know he did Chris Paul things snaked um the defense got a mid-range shot next position after that I think we missed and then he came back down ran a pick and roll got a bucket with the under it right after that timeout was calling that's when we went to the zone so kid was just like I am not ready to deal with Chris Paul right now he went zone to keep Chris Paul in check and then they got a bunch of open threes as a result so I mean it's 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 hard, especially when you lose a game, um, when you think it's you know coaching coaching why you lost the game. But at the end of the day, I think that was the most encouraging game out of the two because the second one, the second one was just a a downright collapse. <laughs> like we just got yeah. ran through. Like at the start of the fourth, we just got ran through, and that's that's just that's what a good team should do, especially with a team missing its star. Like, first of all, even at full strength, the Suns are better than us. You know, they just objectively are and missing the star of your team. That's what a good team should do. So, you know, props to the Suns for coming out and, you know, doing what they're supposed to do. I can't, I can't, you know, I can't be too mad at that. And like I said, they competed, they competed. So I can't, you know, I really can't be too mad at that. However, um, the, the game that was just played today you know just so you guys know we're recording kind of right after the Mavs Clippers game and my goodness <laughs> that one was a bit harder to watch because one you would think it's it's a bit more even with obviously the Clippers not having Kawhi they also did not have Batum so we were it was much granted they have Paul George they have the better player of the two teams in Paul George and you know that's paying me to say but, but you know, whatever, I can drop the agendas um, for now. But, um, yeah, so I just, I was frustrated with this game because I just feel like they are just not good enough. And it sucks watching a team that has so many expectations around them and not be good. 
like it's different for like lottery teams like you know the pistons right now or whatever like they it's obvious like they're not good and you can be okay with your team not being good because you're not really supposed to be good but with the Mavs you know there's a lot of pressure of getting out of the first round and you know being a you know an top or a top seed or being a close to top seeded team Luca's supposed to be you know the MVP race and all that and the team is just not good enough for all that it's really just not and it's just frustrating to watch because I like when you see people playing above their roles, it's hard. And Brunson, he's my guy. He is my guy. I want to profess by saying that. I don't want to trade Brunson. He's playing very well. These, you know, he had three stretches of kind of bad, bad, you know, good to kind of bad games, but that's not making me want to like trade him or anything. I'm still rocking with Brunson. Brunson. However, it kind of shows like him having to kind of play in this extended role kind of shows his flaws like I've always said and I've been sticking with it I'm not changing my mind Brunson is a two guard he's an undersized two guard I don't care what anyone says he's not a point guard to me so him being able to play off Luca and attack those gaps and not get the best defender on him because the best defender is going to be on Luca. that's great that's great but seeing him like having the responsibility of trying to like break down defenses and bend defenses on every possession. Like it's, it's, it's too much for him. It's obviously too much for him. I mean, everyone knows he can't kind of handle length being guarded by length. And it was clear as day in those Suns matchup, they put Mikhail on him. Granted, Mikhail is obviously an all NBA level defender. Um, so I'm not faulting Brunson for not being able to shake Mikhail. It's Mikhail Bridges, but you can see it, you know, in this game, Clippers have, you know, a lot of length on their team. Brunson, he, you can see him get in his head. Like, he'll drive into the paint and not be able to shake his defender. And he doesn't really know what to do. So he kind of, like, tries to kick the ball out and all that. So it just gets very, um, you can see it gets a bit too much for him when he has that whole load on him. And, I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. We are short on guards. Frank, he suffered an injury, a calf injury, I believe it was. So he didn't play the second half. I hope that's not too serious because I think Frank definitely could have helped because I think kid, I know people, kids quotes. Okay. I want to say real quick, kids quotes are very hit or miss. And I saw people getting on him for saying that Sterling Brown has been great for us. But at the end of the day, that, that doesn't bother me because what is he going to say? I hate when a coach comes to the media and dumps on their, on, you know, yeah. their players. Yeah, he's not gonna say Sterling Brown fucking stinks. <laughs> he's not gonna, yeah, he's not gonna say that. So yeah, and I hate when Nick Nurse does it. Nick Nurse will really dump on his players, and I don't like that. Lloyd at Pierce all, was so. doing that shit too and got fired. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. So don't that I wasn't mad at about him saying that. And Stern and you can see that he didn't even believe it himself because Sterling Brown did not play in that first half. He did not play in the first half against the Clippers. So it's clear that his minutes are getting. He only played because Frank was out in the second half. So you, it's clear that his minutes are getting taken away. Like he's not doing anything. Like he's not doing anything. So um, I don't know, man. Like I, this team is just hard to watch. At the end of the day, Porzingis, he's getting his stats right now. His splits are looking immaculate. So he is getting back to form. And at the end of the day, that's all you can really hope for in these games. Um, I was getting a bit worried at the beginning of the game because he just couldn't like, the, the defense that the Clippers were running again looked like it was about to take him out of the game with Paul George being on him, but they, they the free throws, um, him just being active on the boards and them fouling him, that kind of um, 
made the game way easier for him because the Clippers kind of eased up because they were like, shit, we should probably stop following this dude. So the defense, the defense kind of got like less aggressive and all that. So um, at this juncture, I'll borrow a page out of <laughs> <laughs> arms book. But at this juncture, um, I, I just care about Porzingis getting that confidence and getting his stats and all that at this point so that when Luca comes back, and it's clear as day that they can play off of each other because even before that Denver explosion, even in the two, was it um versus the Celtics and somebody else, he looked good. Like he looked good. So um, yeah, I'm just hoping they, I'm just hoping Luca comes back really quickly <laughs> so that we can really move past this kind of funk because losing three in a row that stinks. Like no start or not, that kind of stinks. So I hope they can um kind of get it together. Yeah. Josh, what what was your take? So uh, just to kind of add to that, the whole Nuggets thing, um, you know, we played them, and yes, there was a back-to-back for them. They didn't have MPJ. Um, But, like, if you think – and Nuggets fans were like, oh, my God, yeah, 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 congratulations. You beat us without, like, MPJ, Jamal Murray, and on on a back-to-back. And I'm like, okay, oh, yeah, that's well, sore loser. Yeah, I saw that. Well, here's the thing. We we had a back-to-back in Denver without KP. Yeah, exactly. in law, like, what do you want? You know, like that's the nature of the game. So, yeah. I was just happy, like you said, SJ. It's I'm just happy to get a win where we can get it. I mean, at the end of the year, you're not going to look back and say, "Well, one of those wins was against a depleted Nuggets team." Like, no, nobody's looking at that. So, I'm I'm happy we we, we finally beat it. That was really our first like big win, like beating a really good team. I mean, the Celtics are, they, I think they'll get it together, but they're not a good team right now. But uh, I was happy for that. Um, Suns games, I pretty much agree with you. Uh, I, there's something I noticed in this in these games, like the last three games, like um, two Suns games and then the Clippers games. I think uh, Reggie Bullock has combined for like 90 minutes and like seven points over the past three games. That's un- unacceptable. Oh boy. Yeah, and I don't know. It, it's that's like one thing that's just like glaringly obvious. Like you know, if if Reggie Bullock can make like two more shots in each of these games, it's like it could go a different way. Um, and obviously everybody makes mistakes and everything, but that's like one glaringly just d- destructive thing that, you know, he can play this long. And granted, he's good at defense or whatever, but. He ain't that um, good. Yeah, exactly. He's not good enough. To hey, 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 no, ain't nobody that good at defense. Yeah, you can't put up Tony Snell numbers and, you know, uh, just say, oh, he's good at defense or whatever. Um I don't know. I think KP's played really well. Um, I'm curious to see this though. Like he's getting a lot of touches. Um, if this can, if it can carry over when Luca comes back, like if I can see this like 25 and eight or 25 and 10, whatever stretch while Luca is, is playing as well, then I'll be convinced that like, okay, KP is really putting it together finally, but I'm not going to take some games where he's getting, you know, eight to 10 more touches a game. Um, and just comparing raw stats over those over the course of those games, I need to see it like with Luca and make sure that it's going to add up. Because, like you said, it could be fraudulent. Um, so I'm I'm glad he's playing well. Like he he's putting up some decent splits, like you said, SJ. But I need to see it with somebody else, like Luca on the court as well. So, oh yeah, hundred percent. He's a, a granted. I have still not come up off the take. He's playing well, but he's still a tank commander in my eyes. So he was always going to play. No, <laughs> I am so sorry, but he was always going to play well when he's like, you know, kind of center. He's like the center of the offense. However, 
we are not winning <laughs> with that. And I'm not saying it's his fault. It's definitely not his fault. Like that we haven't won a game, but I'm just yeah. saying he doesn't, he doesn't exactly like, he's not exactly like a huge um, floor raiser is my point. Yeah. And you can't ask him to be, he's not a, he's not a playmaker. So you can't really ask him to be. So yeah. I hope I, if anything, if there's like any silver lining in Luca being hurt on the sideline, like watching from the bench, I hope it's that maybe he can see how KP is playing um, and where he like, like see where his spots are in like in a real game situation and, mm-hmm. and, and build on that and have some more trust in him. Cause I still don't know. I still feel like there's times when Luca doesn't fully trust KP. Um, yeah. And, I think he's uh, breaking out of that though. Um, yeah. He's, yeah. No, I think he is for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he is for sure. I think it's getting better, but um, hopefully Luca can see that KP, you know, is, is doing his thing whenever Luca's on the on the bench and and come back and trust him even more. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it sucks that uh, hopefully Frank's injury is not too bad. Oh yeah, um, we need him. Yeah. Um, the the worst part of all this, honestly, like if we were to get blown out in all three of these games, I'm like, okay, yeah, we don't have Luca. It is what it is. But the fact that we could have and maybe should have, we should have at least won the first Suns game. Yeah. Um, and like you said. I'm not I'm not mad at that zone, uh, the call to do zone because like Jay Crowder's like a 30% three point shooter. Um, I think that's you know, they they weren't shooting particularly well. And if he makes that call, they go zone and we get a couple stops, then Jason Kidd looks like a genius and we're saying the complete different thing, but shots fail and that's 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 how it that's how it worked out. So um, you know, like I said, if if they miss those shots and the zone worked, then we're like everybody's calling Kidd a genius but it didn't work out that way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, I know hopefully Luca's back from the Clippers game. I know Luca likes to play uh, the Clippers, obviously. We've seen that in like, I don't know, like 20 games in his career. So yeah, uh, hopefully he's back and we can get at least, at least one win in this tough stretch. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think he'll play. I think he almost played this game. So I think with two days of rest, um, he should be back for the next game. But I don't know. My my take for the last week on the Mavs is, you know, I was happy we won the Denver game. But the reason why I didn't freak out when we got blew out against them was we played them on the second night of a back-to-back in altitude. I, I, I felt like that was a schedule loss. I felt like we was going to get packed up anyway. I was bothered at how shitty Luca looked. I was bothered by how much the well, we scored seventy five points. So, yeah, yeah. seventy five points. Yeah. So that bothered me. So when the reverse happened, I was like, "We get the win. We deserve it. I'll take a win." Um, Jokic played relatively well, and we still won. So I was happy for that. And Luke and KP. It, it's not just when they accumulate stats together; it's how. And like SJ kind of spoke to us, like. Luka's actually getting KP the ball on the spot. So to see them both flourish is like, uh, just if you just do that all, all day, like over and over again, you as long as you got, you don't even, I hate to say it, when the playoffs come along, like that's pretty much where our season is going to live and die anyway. So as long as that's like a viable option, you know, it, it's looking good. The KP, Luka pick and roll, just do that over and over again. I'm, I'm happy, and that's the best it's it's really looked since the bubble. So I, I think we'll be good as far as that goes. Um, I really, really thought we should have won that first Suns game. Um, 
you know, I knew we weren't going to beat them twice. Like, I, even if Luca played, even if no back-to-back, no three games of Fortnite stuff, it's hard to beat any basketball team that's decent uh, two games in a row. So I was like, Wednesday, that's got to be the one we steal, right? Because they had been looking, so they, they were on a winning streak, but they were starting to look mm-hmm. vulnerable. But they were starting to look vulnerable. So I was like, this is the third game in four nights. They won a bunch of games in a row. They can probably take this game off and then pop us on uh, the next game and feel good about themselves. And when they came out, you know, shit, Chris Paul might. So I know <laughs> that three games in four nights, that that that's rough, right? Like I, I and when he was out there brick laying, I was like, ha, I was right. Even and <laughs> like I said, I gamble a little bit, so I, I put a little bit of money on us on uh, I think the spread where we were supposed to lose by eight and a half points, and we covered the spread, but I wanted to win the game. I, I felt we should have won that game, and the only thing I disagree about the zone is like Josh, you were right when you said. Jay Crowder was shoot 30%. But man, I really would I rather would have played that straight up and just cheated off Jay Crowder. Because to me, as we saw once that zone actually happened, literally everybody was open. And I would have yeah, exactly. like there were so many people open once that zone came out. It was like, hey man, if this is because you know, shit, we watched the games. They haven't called, they haven't broke out in the zone that often, if at all, until then. So you can tell that's not something they worked on well. So to me, I'm like, I'm just going to die by Chris Paul elbow jumpers. And if he makes them after he couldn't throw it in the ocean, so be it. Because we just, they better than us. And let's just die like that. That was my big issue. And then some of the, to me, I just don't understand why we post up KP and we don't pick and pop or pick and roll with him. Like, I know maybe it's a wear and tear thing. But to me, that was the game where it's like, hey, man, even I know some people were like, I think people freak out about the KP post-ups too much because with Luka being out, KP posting up even on like a good defender is probably still better than any other option outside of a Brunson KP pick and roll. Like, I don't know. We know KP is not some dominant post-up threat, but teams react to it like that. Like they they send them, they double them off the catch, and they usually cre- we created a lot of open looks and a lot of open shots off that. But I just don't understand like the timing of it when the pick and roll was working. Why you say okay, we're gonna come down and we're just gonna throw it to him and clear out, let him go with an elite defender too. Yeah, yeah, that that. It'd be different if, like, he had been doing it all game. And, like, mm-hmm. he did it, you know, the game we played today. I was like, damn, he low-key had a little stretch there where they ain't had no answers for him on those. And I'm like, damn, okay. But so if you want to do it in a game like today where he obviously has it going out of a post-up, okay, cool. But I just felt like in that first Suns game, it, it wasn't necessary. And then the second Suns game, we just, I mean, they better than us, you know. They rested up, equal amount of rest. You know, I was happy we fought with them as long as we did. Um, And they just beat us because they're a better team than us. Um, Getting on the game, we just watched, what, an hour ago, hour and a half ago. Like, I, man, we should have won this game. I I just, they, they gave us every opportunity to win the game. And here's my thing. I know people bringing up Reggie Bullock, like, 
Josh, you just said, like, he, he can't throw in an OC score. He played 32 minutes and scored zero points. Like, we yeah. should. Don't worry. Yeah. His salary is gonna look real nice at the trade deadline. I got a package <laughs> in my head. <laughs> like, don't worry, he that salary gonna really be yeah, good. But this, this is my thing because, like, it is an objective statement of fact. Reggie been in the league ten years. He shoots like shit the first two months of the season. That's not like if us as fans realize that the fucking team that's playing paint. Uh, they paid him $10 million a year and playing him know how you've constructed the roster. He's going to have to play a lot of minutes in the beginning of the season. Like, dog, y'all should have some backup options. Like, talk JJ. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Scooped <laughs> him up on the first day of free agency. Of course he was the backup. Man, that dude, that dude makes like $800,000 over his minimum. Like he takes, he's not good, but when he gets presented as like the, a big free agent sign, I'm like that dude. Like that, he he signed a contract where he might be out the league, and it, like he, you know what I'm saying? Like it's three million dollars a year. He stinks, but I don't freak out about it about him per se. I don't get as angry about it. I'm not even that angry about Reggie Bullock. It's just the fact that it was Sterling Brown and Reggie Bullock bringing back ten minutes. It. It's just like, dude, it's killing me. And I actually, you know, we've all three of us just recapped last week. But so I want to somewhat get into a different topic. But the thing that just stands out to me is like the West is wide open right now, right? Like, oh, yeah. The Warriors are good, but I'll be honest, man. I think some of those fools go. I really do. I do think they're the best team in the West. If I had to bet money, I'd bet on them to get out the West because, frankly, I think Steph Curry is the best player in the NBA right now, either him or Giannis. That's I, fair. That's fair. Uh, and when you got the best player or one of the best, I think Steph is definitely the best player. I know your boy, your boy Joker, he a monster too, but I just think the way Steph is playing right now is just like breaking. It's just, dog, there's really no answers. And I know if you can say that about anything, but he deflates you. Like, he makes you – like, I watch the games they play, and it's just like, bro, if somebody did this shit in a video game, I'd turn it off and be like, why are you cheating? Yeah. And he's doing this in real life every single night. Like, 13 threes a game, shooting, what, 42 43% from three? Like, come on, man, cut this shit out. Stop it. So, but after them, and even them, it's like, I just refuse to believe a team whose second option offensively is like Jordan Poole is just going to make this run through the West. And I know Clay is coming back, but I'll stand on. I don't think he's going to be the Clay we know. So we look at the West and we look at, you know, how wide open it is after, you know, you look at Suns. I think the Suns are good. I think the Suns are legit. And we got the Warriors. And after that, man, it's wide open. And I look at our Mavs and it's just, Here's the thing, like Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson had 20 and eight and was efficient. You know what I'm saying? And we all, and he's done this shit ever since Lucas been out. He's averaging like basically 19, eight and eight since Lucas been out. And it's been efficient. He's had some bad turnovers here and there. And he's definitely being asked to play a role that is outpacing his talent. But, dog, it ain't a lot of players that you could just drop in his spot, in my opinion, 
and give you that same production. So I say all of that, and we see KP has it together. Like, the, if we had the KP we we have right now against the Clippers last year, I think we or shit just in the playoffs last year, y'all. I think we, I think we make it to the Western Conference Finals. I really do. I still think. I think we, so too. I still think yeah. we would have lost to Phoenix. I just think Phoenix is better than us, and they're a bad matchup, even with the KP we got now. But to me, the the big thing is just like glaringly obvious. And I know however you feel about Jason Kidd, that one good thing about Jason Kidd, for those of us that want roster turnover, like his teams, they get to trading people. They don't just sit around. Like they be making shit shake for better or worse. Like he's legitimately, hell, he lost, he lost the, uh, you could argue he lost both jobs because, well, we know he lost the Brooklyn job because he tried to take over and start trading people. But in the Milwaukee job, okay, he's there for a little bit. He stunk. But we know he wants roster control. He wants input. And, you know, we get mad about Sterling Brown playing and just doing cardio. His ass didn't play. He was not going to play today if Frank Nellikino didn't get hurt, which is good. Mm-hmm. And I still don't understand what he's doing with Willie, but that's just because I think Willie stinks. Because, and I know Moses Brown probably stinks just as bad. My argument is we shouldn't even be, look, we're arguing about Willie Colley-Stein versus Moses Brown. That's that's an indictment of the roster more so than Jason Kidd. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Thank you. That's yeah. another thing. Like, oh, the Moses Brown thing has to stop, bro. It has to, he's not good. He's not good. He's not yeah. good. I'm sorry. He's not, he's 21, yes, but he's not good. Like, just yeah. because he's 21 doesn't mean he has to play. Like they people did the same. That's why I'm not moved because they did the, sh- the same shit last year before they realized they're doing the same shit with Tyler Bay. Tyler Bay needs to play. He'll be better than oh, this. Than this. Yeah. He needs to play. And, and now, now he's not in the league. He's not in the league. To me, like that has to stop. Like, how about let's just not play centers? If, if you're asking me, Willie Pauly Center, Mo- Moses Brown, how about neither? How about we like let Maxi play small ball center? How about we don't play a center? I prefer that over over letting Moses Brown just get one just because he's 21. Stop Bro, it. Stop it. A, y'all think I'll be playing, and I think people think I'm being sarcastic, but I really want to see Josh Green at the five or slash four. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. 100, I am no, 100 percent serious. It couldn't be worse than Willie. Yeah, like it literally couldn't. Like Josh Green is an athlete, he's strong. It ain't like we playing these dominant post players. Throw his ass in there and let him run around and be active. Like Josh Green plays defense. You could just switch everything. We ain't got no shot blocker anyway. We ain't got no shot blocker with Willie in the game. So what the, What are we really doing? Like, that's and, and even that, once again, I'd like to see that. But once again, that's an indictment on the roster. But I do think Josh Green probably should have played over Sterling Brown. I will say that. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, granted, Sterling, you could say, was an objectively better player, but Sterling's not doing anything. Like he's not doing anything. Only he can say, "Oh, he's defending." But Josh Green can defend. Yeah. He can defend too. <laughs> so it's like, I'm hunted. Yes. I'm, were you gonna say he can defend better? I think he defends better. Like yeah, he does. And I he, think he, does too. He, he he's a hack, but I feel he plays the passing lanes better. And yeah, he like, has more lens. Yeah, and I, I feel he's just. I just think he's physically bigger and offensively. Ain't neither one of them throwing it in the ocean. At least Josh Green is going. To, <laughs> at least Josh Green isn't going to uh, 
Like Sterling Brown's either going to turn the ball over or break it. At least I know Josh Green will make the right play when the ball swings to him. Even if he's going to break a three, if he pump fakes, he's going to get the ball into a good spot. So, good God, we're arguing. We're we're discussing Josh Green versus Sterling Brown on a team. Yeah, they can win a playoff yeah. series. And it's no, just, what? <laughs> <laughs> what no what's worse is we're discussing Josh Green versus Willie Colley Stein. Yeah, yeah, at the five. And it's just, <laughs> the five. And I, and I and I and you know, we haven't really done this because it's on the pod. We really haven't talked about like the Mavericks as a whole, but what what is it? we're 16 games in, you know, what is this 20% to the season or fifth of the way through the season? Like, dog, I know our corner of Twitter tries to kill these boys, but this is the thing that's killing me. Is like if you look at the the team and you look at which things we want to happen. Jalen Brunson, for all his flaws, has done everything better than any of us could have imagined. Let's be honest. Yeah. Kristaps Porzingis, these he's he literally this is uh the first time and. Uh-oh. Oh, my fault. Like, my, 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 no, my fault. My, 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 my son's walked in here to tell me the Xbox controller wasn't working. But uh, I look at it. Chris House Przingis, this is, I think, this was his sixth game with 25-plus points in a row. This matches yeah. his career best. So, like, and he's playing defense. So, he's literally, in this six games, you could argue this has been the best stretch of his career. Jalen's been playing well. So I know Luca has been kind of out of shape, but I just think it's crazy that all the stuff, if you asked us as fans with the roster once the season started, if these things happen, we'd be really good. Uh, they've happened. They like to play for Jason Kidd. Some of the tactical stuff I don't like, but shit, Rick is Rick is embarrassing himself like weighed up in Indiana. So I don't know if Rick <laughs> is this great coach. And we still ain't that good. We're still where we were at last year. And that's just unacceptable. It's unacceptable to me. And we have to do something. And I don't think we, as soon as December 15th happens, for Christmas, all Mavs fans should get a trade. I I really feel that way. (laughs) No, really. Yeah, seriously. And I think I'm going to go to y'all. I'm assuming y'all feel similarly. And I'm to the point to where we need to start talking about who are we trading for and who are we trading because I think those needs to be, I think we need to get to the point to where those are legitimate discussions. Like, I don't think they're just gonna sit and even when Luca comes back, as long as we hover around the fifth seed, the West is just too wide open. I think they need to go for it. But what do y'all think? Man, I, I agree. I think I am, I'm waiting for the trade deadline. Like I, even when we were winning games, like nine of four, I was still waiting for the trade deadline just because the team's boring. It's stale. It's, it's, it needs, it needs new players. And I get, that's why people, I get, that's what the part of the reason why people want like guys like Moses Brown and all that to play because they're new players. But at the end of the day, I want new good players. I don't want um new and bad, like new and bad is, fucking Reggie Bullock and Sterling Brown. <laughs> like that's that's exactly. and I'm not even saying those guys are bad. They're just not they're just not needle movers. They weren't supposed to be needle movers, but they were presented as as such. So I they need to get a definite like needle mover, someone who you can acquire and say, hey, they will definitely help in this area. No ifs, ands or buts about it. So that's what they need to strive for. And 
I mean, when Luke was out, like, I, like, the part of the reason why they can't do anything is because they just don't have shot creators. Like, you can't be lying, relying on um, after Brunson. Fucking Trey Burke is your next next best um, shot creator. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you really serious? You're not serious. Like, that's not a team to me who's serious. Like, Tim Hardaway Jr., he's not a creator. He's oh. not. That's one of the weaknesses in his game. He's not. So him, you can see, like, he was a flamethrower, you know, in the first Phoenix game. But he was a flamethrower from where? From three. Like, Tim is at his best when he's, like, going off and shooting a lot of threes. All these long twos and, like, him trying to run pick and rolls and do this. That's not Tim's game. So he's going to struggle doing that. So they need guys who can create and do all of that. So, I mean, I just need them to, and even Frank, like, I mean, before he got hurt, you know, he made a nice three, but his offense was like in a slump. Like Frank is not a guy who's going to give you like consistent offense. Like I knew I, when I saw that he went three for three for um, the Suns game, I'm like, he's not hitting another shot. In the next yeah. Game. <laughs> and he did not hit a shot in the next game. Like that's just how, percentages work this is just simple math like you're gonna regress progress all that to the mean so frank is just not a consistent offensive player and you can't ask that from him he's on a minimum he's literally on a minimum you know what i mean so like so i just they just need players that can actually play a role that's given to them that are not playing a role like above their heads you know what i mean and i feel like that's just this entire roster guys just playing above their heads and it's been this way for three seasons and it it just it needs to change it has to change like you can't try to build continuity with guys that stink i'm so sorry you just can't who who Um, should be a real estate trade target in your in your opinion like what if you had to put your all your chips in on one player the Mavs are going to trade for who would it be? Hmm, okay, that's a good question. I want to kind of cheat the question a bit, but I won't. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, I was gonna cheat the question by saying 100% Jeremy Grant, and then focus on um, <laughs> yeah. focus on doggage via buyout. But that's that's cheating. So, um, but I do think Jeremy Grant has to be because the team. I don't think there's one trade that will um, get the team everything it needs. It, it has to be multiple trades, but that's hard to do, like especially in season. So you kind of just have to focus on, um, to me, just focus on what you can. Like if Jeremy Grant is available, please try to get him because that kind of helps this, um, the two big lineups we can tell, they're just not great. So you can put a versatile four next to KP in the front court that can kind of take some defensive pressure off him um, if you like. But if they want to keep the two bigs, I mean, I can't stop them if they want to do that. So if that's something that they want to do, and I definitely think a bucket getter is a necessity. So I am looking at, uh, this is a bit reluctant because he has injury issues, but I'm looking at Eric Gordon. Yeah, that, that's, looking at Eric Gordon. that's what I was going to say. I was going to yeah. make the trip down 75 and go pick him up. Uh, <laughs> real talk. Like, I, I think that's the obvious one. And his contract. Y'all, I like people keep thinking trade KP, KP. My stance is KP is going to be here no matter what, because I think if he plays well enough to where somebody wants to trade for him, he's going to be here. So bringing up trade KP trade scenarios is pointless to me. So I think Eric Gordon makes sense and his contract isn't too long. 
And I think uh, I think Dragic is going to show up no matter what. But I don't think Dragic is good enough anymore. So that should be the piece. Like yeah. you said, SJ, it has to be like Dragic and something else. Like Harrison yeah. Barnes. Yeah, like Dragic <laughs> and Aaron Gordon and a real up someone to take <laughs> Willie Colley Stein's minutes. That's actually legitimately hands down better than him. Yeah, SJ, why'd you sigh when I said Harrison Barnes? You, you made a oh, big Oh, sign. no, I didn't sigh. I said, ooh, because well, oh. that's, that's my guy. That's my guy. I, I love him back. But, um, but yeah, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking the three things that they definitely need. But here's the thing with that, too. If It just depends on what they want to do and what their vision is, because if they want to keep two bigs, the, you know, the two big lineup, and if, you know, Powell's still going to start, a backup center is definitely a need, you know. So I would think they need a backup center and a um, and to me even um, uh, and a bucket getter. I'll just leave it there. And but if they want to, if they're not opposed to moving KP back at the five, then I would think that they need a a, a power forward, a defensive minded power forward, um, who can score too, but um, defensive minded power forward and a um bucket getter because then. Powell can be a backup center, and that Powell as a backup center is quite fine. Like yeah, that's definitely. that's quite fine. He's he's quite fine as a backup center. So, but the common denominator there at the end of the day is still a bucket getter, or at least someone to kind of try to run offense. But Dragage, I'm not. I don't care how bad things are. I am not trading anything for Dragage. I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, yeah. I'm not trading anything for. I saw people. Someone was like saying, "Oh, Reggie and this, this for Dragage." I'm like, "Are you crazy?" No, <laughs> like, not for Dragage. Let's get him via buyout. That's, that's man. Crazy. I don't. I don't. I love Dragic. I was. Uh, you know, I don't know. Is that crazy? Like, if you just look at counting stats, like. <laughs> Him and uh, him and uh, Kyle Lowry have been comparable because Kyle Lowry counting stats stink, but his impact is obviously much deeper on the Heat than counting stats. But yeah. I was a big fan of Dragic in the summer. I was hell a week into the season. I'm like, fam, like I will still trade the White Powell and Josh Green. And I don't know if Dragic got it because even in the games he plays well, it's just like, eh, I don't know if I, I trust that guy to be my secondary creator. Like, I, we need him and somebody else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just, I just hope they're, they're not, they don't pussy out with trying to get people because that's what they kind of did, did at last deadline. They don't want to mess with the team and they want to build continuity and this, that, and the third and, you know, a bunch of bullshit. So um, I just stopped thinking about that. Like, especially yeah. since we have a new, um, we have a new front office like just go for it if it's there obviously don't try to force anything but if people are available that will clearly help your team pull the trigger pull the trigger i uh as simple as that josh i want to get your take because i feel like me and sj just kind of went off on this topic yeah but i will say uh jason kid don't give it based on what i've seen like dog you stink for too many games you are not playing so I don't think I don't think he cares about that stuff. I don't. And you know, people keep getting mad about Dwight Powell starting, and I'm like, to play who more with Maxi out? Like, who was supposed to come in and take the minutes? Who's supposed to start? Reggie Bullock been stinking. Like he was right. And low key, I hate saying this. Dwight Powell's actually been good the last three straight games. And when I well, good for Dwight Powell. He's been a 
at least neutral NBA player the last three games. But I feel like people have been overreacting on him all season, honestly. Yeah. Like, he's, he's not great, but, like, at this point, you know who Dwight, Dwight Powell is. He's not yeah. actively hurting the team. He's it, not. There we go. That, and and, and it's, it's also, like, people look at the, like, with Dwight Powell, they look at the counting stats and say, well, he only has four rebounds. But, like, there's times where he gets these, like, tip-out passes yeah. um, or, like, makes plays to get us an extra possession. Um, that don't show up really on the stat sheet. And I'm not saying that he's great. Like, he's he's definitely not great. Um, but he's he hasn't been just, like, he's not the problem. Like, he's not the no, biggest issue on no, the team. No, no, And I, I actually have a theory of why he started. I don't know if y'all listen to my podcast, right? If you don't, you're going to hurt my feelings. But I do have a theory of why he's still starting. Um, and I, I, I'll tell you all real quick what I think it is. I think that since they made that leadership committee with, like, Tim, KP, and Luca and Jason Kidd let them pick that starter, and it was Dwight Powell, Jason Kidd doesn't want to strip them of that because, like, if you – if he plays – if Dwight Powell plays bad or if we if we are better on the court with, like, KP at the five and then go small everywhere else, um, let's say Dorian at the four and then Tim Brunson, Luca, I don't know, just whatever you want to throw out there um, – you know, if we're better that way, I think that if you strip Dwight Powell of that starting spot, that leadership committee that Jason Kidd put in place to instill some type of leadership or whatever, it loses its all, all its validity. Um, and you're stripping that away from like Luca and Tim and KP. And I don't know if that has anything. I don't know if that's why, but I think it's a theory. I think it's a good theory. Like, you know, if if you start in one game and Dwight Powell plays bad and you're like, OK, you know what? Fuck y'all. I'm taking Dwight Powell out y'all suck at picking the starter or whatever, then, then that has a negative impact, I think, on the players and um, that team building that Jason Kidd's trying to instill. I don't know if that makes sense or if I explained that well, but. No, you, you explained it perfectly. Yeah. And not only do I think your point is extraordinarily valid, like, dog, who, like, this is the thing, and I hate this because I feel like I've been on the timeline. I've been, like, super plea copper cape Superman cape thrown on for Jason Kidd, but like, hey man, he's starting Dwight Powell because we don't, but he ain't like he playing him 30 minutes a game, y'all. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. with Maxi being out, like, I, 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 the only thing Jason Kidd has done that I've been like, God, what are we doing? Was that zone? And frankly, smarter people than I was like, what else was he supposed to do? So I, I, Dog, this is the roster. This I actually don't know if Jason gives a – I actually think he's a decent coach or the coaching staff is decent. I don't need, if we don't want to give credit to him. Like, they're doing – I don't know what else they could do with the roster we got. I shit you not. It, what I've seen the last couple of weeks, I don't – they've pushed all the buttons besides to play Moses Brown and, like, dog, Moses Brown can't move. We, like uh, I'm... Oh, he can't. They, he put him in. I'm like, did people remember? I forgot at this point what game it was. It was he two fouls in. in one minute. It was like two yeah. fouls. He couldn't move. He couldn't do anything. And he, and like he was like, all right, let's let's take him out. You, you, like you, I'm you, like, did you see that? You want to put him out there against Chris Paul? Like Chris Paul yeah. put him in the torture chamber. Oh, Chris yeah. Paul switching on him all like, day. Crazy. Putting him in hell, and it would have been worse than the dudes we had out there. 
Exactly. Like, are you crazy? Like, Willie Colley sounded stupid and he can't play by the end of the day. He's still good for a good amount of um defensive plays a game. And blocks aren't the only thing, you know, blocks aren't the only determinants for good defensive plays. Like, Moses Brown can block some shots, but that's not all there is on defense. You know yeah. what I mean? You could, Willie's good to break up like a couple lobs a game. I'm going <laughs> to be good for that. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest, like with the whole Moses Brown, I was on the Moses Brown train, but actually what took me off of it is when I watched him in that G League game and I'm like, okay, yeah, like he's slow. He can't, he he couldn't defend G League players. Like he was getting torched by G League players. I mean, he had a couple blocks and stuff, but like y'all said, blocks, blocks don't, I mean, blocks are great, but that doesn't define a, a player's defense yeah, you, um, as you, a whole. You can play Moses against bad teams. If, if people want to make that yeah. argument, I'll listen to it. Yeah. Uh, you can't put – you can't – you you definitely – the one team we couldn't have threw him out there against was the Suns. And I, I'd argue oh, yeah. maybe we, he could have got a little bit of tick against the Clippers, but – I don't even think so because if you look at Boban, Boban got pulled quick even though he was going on offense. They were flying him. They were flying him. For, 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 for <laughs> him, yeah. Yeah, dude, Terrence Mann was licking his lips every time he got the switch <laughs> trying to ISO, and kid was like, enough of that, and took him out. So, like, no, we couldn't have even played against the Clippers. So, yeah. like, at the end of the day, I it, listen, it's just, it, it, like, even Zubak, like, he was killing us, and he didn't get, like, a good amount of reps because Tyloo knows, like, on defense, he's not the best either. So, at the end of the day, these adjustments and all that, like, I I can appreciate Kid for some of these adjustments. Like, I, I agree with you there, Dwight. Like, he he's not all that, like, bad. I just, bad, I, I, I look at it and we're just, because listen to what we're arguing about. It's like, dog, we've had him. The Dwight Powell, the, the first two games, he deserved all the criticism. I agree. I yeah. Like, whatever the hell they was trying to do didn't really make sense. But after that, it's like, fam, I don't know what y'all want this man to do. He can't. Like, Tim Hardaway Jr. is two for, what was he, two for 13 today? Like, I, um, with With that, though, I will give him a critique that I don't think he's using Tim the best. Um. Just because, and granted, it's hard with Luca being out because Luca creates all those quality looks that Tim gets. Um, because you know, guys are helping off Tim to go handle Luca, but Tim, under no circumstances, should most of Tim's shot shots be inside the arc rather than from three. No circumstances whatsoever. That should not happen. Ooh, fight, fight! Ron and Isaiah Stewart about to fight. But um really? yeah, under no really punches. Hey, my piss is up here eleven out here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's let's Oh get... yeah, they yeah, Lakers can't fry, but they're really about to fight. But beef stew's like bleeding. Somebody really caught him. Oh, but anyway, okay. continue. Yeah. My fault. I lost where he's at. I was trying to talk. Oh, oh my god, oh my god. It's getting real. It's getting real. Oh, on? hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get my league pass on. Okay. Yeah, nah, beef Josh, Josh, please, about to please. really. Oh, he's bleeding, bro. He is bleeding now. His face. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm tuning in on league pass as well here. <laughs> oh, damn! It looked like his eye. You can't. Even oh, see yeah. Him. Yeah, you. Oh, uh, DeAndre yeah. was it DeAndre Jordan? I don't know who was. Oh my to, gosh, like she looks horrible. Yeah, she it looks, looks like Brian was trying to fight, and then AD got involved, and they yeah. Whew. 
Dog, I don't think, I, I kid you not, if you let Isaiah Stewart go, I don't think Brian got no answer. Oh my God, he really, you see wow. yeah, he's really he trying to fight. Dog, he really is trying to get to him. <laughs> he's really oh trying to fight right God. now. Hey dog, y'all really got to go get police for this man because yeah. the coaches. Oh, he's going after him. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hold on to him. Man, hey, this is great content we giving the people, but I don't care. Yeah, this is bad <laughs> <laughs> I was a couple of seconds behind y'all. I just saw where he like run, like they they brought him back and then he ran after him again. Yeah, before y'all even tuned in, he was trying to do like do that too. Like he's really actually like legitimately trying to fight. Like he was trying to fight. I think it was Braun at first. He was in Braun's face at first, and then listen, he tried to go listen, after AD. Listen, listen, listen. Uh, where the Pistons play at now where the malice in the palace was at that was in auburn hills that was in like one of the wealthiest suburbs of detroit they in the city now downtown detroit and let me just say just just mm. calm it down because oh damn. it was lebron it was, it LeBron. was lebron he decked him in the eye or what yeah, yeah kind of accidentally but right in his face i mean he did oh, no. ass Ooh, punched no, him in the he face did punch him in the face he did punch him in the face oh Bron. i think i think Bron gonna get suspended for this i think Bron getting suspended yeah yeah he just punched him in the face hey, Bron. yeah dead ass punched him in his face that wasn't even like some accidents though they, they, they review that they gotta kick Bron out they about to lose yeah, yeah Bron getting ejected he getting ejected 100 percent It's so funny because like these random ass pods we do where we react to stuff in life in real time. I say they're <laughs> bad content, but they always get the most listens every single oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, LeBron have to get ejected for that. Oh man. I honestly like if they actually got to go at it, I might put my money on Stewart. I definitely would. I definitely I for real. LeBron been rich. <laughs> LeBron been rich for too long to know how to fight. Stewart. Oh, then they get the police. <laughs> Yeah, the police. Did they get the police? Yeah, they they legitimately should get police. Oh, they taking Brian out in handcuffs? They are in downtown. <laughs> no, they in downtown Detroit. Like, I'm not trying to be funny. Y'all know that's where I'm from. That that ain't the place. Y'all thought the Madison Palace got ugly. Like, that was one of the reasons why the Madison Palace got so ugly. They didn't get the police involved. There weren't enough police to like calm that shit down. And man, people in Detroit don't fuck with Brian, bro, at all. Oh, at yeah. All. I mean, why would they? <laughs> at all. Like, Pete, they love Kobe, but they hate Bron. So, I, I don't... They need to tighten that up. So, Bron's still in the game? What are we doing? I don't they're know. They're talking right now. Yeah, they're about to okay. go to the replay. Yeah, they're about to go to the replay. Yeah, Bron is definitely 100% getting ejected. And then Beef's still getting ejected. Um, Maybe AD. AD was in it, too. He's probably going to get ejected. But he was, like, really bleeding. I mean, he punched yeah. that man dead ass in his face. He like, slapped him. him in the face. Yeah. Like, Bron probably going here. I think Bron is out the. I think Bron is out the next couple games. <laughs> if they, yeah, if they suspended Jokic for that push in the back, I mean, that, that's, that looked. That was. I mean, I don't know. It's he be looked at, at him. He looked at yeah. him. Because yeah. they kind of they, um, ejected Luca for something similar, too. Like, when Luca, like, yeah. Um, you know, swipe down at Sexton and he got yeah. Um, it's kind of similar here. Ron kind of looked at him and swiped his arm down right in his face. So yeah. But it's Bron. I think he so. knows it too. Yeah. I mean, it is Bron. They might. Hell, they might just eject him for. Oh this no, that's 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 an ejection. That's an ejection. No, I'm like looking at like I keep looking at the replay. That's an ejection. 
No, nah, they're like manhandled them. Six guys have to drag Beef Stew to the back. That's a big, <laughs> strong man. That is, that is a big, strong man. That is like, I, I kid you not, that dude don't look like a hooper. He looked like a basketball player. And I know Bron is Bron, but I don't know, man. Bron been rich for too long and still have hands. I, I really, that's something. Oh, he went through the tunnel. He's like trying to go some. Yeah. He's trying to find another way around or something. I, I don't put nothing past that dude because he he already <laughs> he's gonna come around to the other side and deck Bron. <laughs> I, I seriously think they need to like I won't say arrest that man, but like they gotta get Isaiah Stewart under control because he seemed like he bought that life based on what I just seen here. Yeah, somebody was talking about that on the timeline like last week. I think it was like I don't know, like recent bibs were talking about who's about that life in the NBA now. I think he's on that list now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, this, you know what's funny, though? Like, these rule changes, dudes is mad. Like, this is why we got so much, so many, so many fights, so many altercations, because the, the, I don't know if the league is going to go back because the games are so much faster. I feel like today, was that game even two hours? Like, games, so fast. Are, games are going by really, really quick, and... I know a lot of fans, that's one of the things they complain about, but dudes is fighting over this stuff. It's a lot of tension. Yeah, and they said that was going to happen, too. Um, like, players said, like, guys are going to get frustrated, and, uh, like, this is going to happen. They're going to try to, like, fight. And that was, I mean, I don't, it was a physical box out. Like, they were both trying to box out to get the rebound. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. Um, but Bron, he swiped out. He, somebody's in my mentions trying to tell me that, it wasn't intentional. I'm like, please look. I watched that multiple times. Yeah. Um, like he looked at him, swiped down. I mean, so him, taunt. yeah. yeah. I don't know what's going on. Uh, what yeah. I'm, what I'm, I think they just suspended Bron because I'm watching the crowd, the Laker fans. Oh, Bron's gone. Bron's gone. Yeah, Bron's gone. I, I knew it. Yeah. Yeah, Bron's gone. Yeah, he's he's leaving. It's gonna it's be. Too- I guess Stewart's gone too, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Even if he didn't get ejected, he couldn't play. Like he, they had to. Even if he, like the team, the coach needed to eject him because yeah, he he was wilder. I uh, it's gonna be interesting if there's any fights in the stands. Because uh, I get the mouths and the battles, but you can't stop fans from throwing hands. They're gonna, oh yeah. I'm surprised they're not throwing stuff at Braun, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, okay. So moving on. Sorry. <laughs> we'll edit some of this out, but um. No, let yeah, it play. A, let it play. I'll let it, I'll let it play. I'll let the it people play. like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't even but, remember um, okay. was with the man. I don't know, remember that, but I guess we can move on to um, national or league pass and national TV um games for the week. Okay, okay. Uh, SJ, you go first because I, I come unprepared yet again for <laughs> So um, I got I got my two, though. Oh, so Wednesday, I would like to see um, Grizzlies-Raptors. Um, it'll be the Grizzlies' first game since they got, I think, their first game, if I'm not mistaken, since they got blown out. So I want to see how they respond. And the Raptors, they're kind of a weird team right now. They go on win streaks and then they go on losing streaks. So they're, uh, they're just a weird team right now. So, um, but they still going to play defense I would like to see how the Grizzlies can respond and on I think it's Friday 
I want to see um oh no Saturday I want to see um Suns Nets on NBA TV. Yeah, that that should be a good one. Uh, let's see for my league pass game of the week. Shit, I based on I, I'm just gonna be biased. I think you know I'm just gonna move this team until Evan Mobley gets back. My Detroit Pistons at the my well the Miami Heat are coming to the city. So I want to see how that plays because the Pistons probably about to win this game, and I, I could be wrong, but I think the Pistons, if if they finish this game off, are now like above five hundred in games, uh, K has played, and they've played some decent teams, and even the good teams they lost to, you know, it, it was competitive. I know they got beat by like the G League. I won't say the G League Warriors, but I want to see how they stand up to Miami. I think everybody will be back from Miami, so that's my league pass team on Tuesday. And then my national game of the week, um, let's go Milwaukee and Denver, Jokic, Jokic and Giannis. Um, that's always a good matchup. So that's, that's my two. All right. Um, I got, I, I, for league pass, I got the uh, Blazers and Warriors. Uh, I think they play on Friday. Um, I, I, I always good to see like a Steph and Dame go at it with each other. Um, I know you don't oh, like the yeah. Warriors, SJ, but uh, it should be I just—it's it, a fake hate. <laughs> like I, it's an—I love the way they play basketball. All that I, 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 I do like stuff. It's just you know, I just feel like it took some chips off Braun. <laughs> you know, that's my goal. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like a fake hate, but nah, it's it's cool. Yeah, and then uh, national game. I think on TNT, I think it's Tuesday. Uh, Nuggets and Blazers play, and um, mm. those are always like you super. Those are usually like super high score and fun games to watch. So I'll probably watch that too. Oh, no, no, we got good games. Hey, I think next, next episode, we should recap. We should talk about our games and what happened. I think we should add that to the segment. Oh yeah. So right. before we get out of here, Josh, I want you to plug your pod um, for our listeners, the couple <laughs> Oh, people to listen to this every week. We're gonna <laughs> add them to your listenership. Oh, but hey, I appreciate that. It's a uh, it's state of the league. Um, it's a uh, usually it's me and if y'all if y'all know Tess, I don't know if y'all know Tess or not. Yeah, yeah. Her, but uh, the fake uh, the fake mouse fan. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fake mouse fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm just being I'm just enough. being facetious about that. We we yeah. like Tess. That's the whole. Yeah, that's like the objective corner of Twitter where we just say what what's real and not you know, try to feed into what all the, I don't know, fake positivity or whatever, but yeah. So we try to be objective like y'all. That's why I like listening to y'all too, because it's pretty objective. Like you're not trying to, you know, you say what it is, like Dwight Powell doesn't suck. Dwight Powell is, you know, he is what it is. But anyway, like, anyways, like I said, um, state of the league, uh, we do it like once a week or so, just like you guys. So yeah, if you will give it a listen. We definitely will. Definitely will. So, guys, this is another week. Thank y'all for listening. Um, we may have to edit some of this out, but I don't know. <laughs> y'all seem to like whenever we – I swear to goodness, I can't explain it. Anytime me or SJ rant emotionally with no plan or we react live to things, like, people love to listen to that shit. So, we may edit some of this out. I don't know. But, anyway, I'll wrap it up. I'm the vet. I'm going to quit calling myself old. I'm the vet of the crew. I'm Dwight. <laughs> at 517-2214 and joined again with young Josh and young SJ. 
Thank y'all for listening to us. We will holler at y'all next week. Peace. <laughs>